Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal Licata, Sports Radio 1019 FM, the band WFAN. It's a weird day for me. I've been nostalgic. I've been thinking about this all week and been in deep thought. You know, just thinking about my life in general and the career and all that stuff. Because today is my 20-year anniversary since I first set foot in the building in Astoria as an intern. And it's just been, it's weird when you think back to it. You know, the fan that I was, the caller that I was. 20 years, a long freaking time. Where is the time gone? I was 23. Now I'm a 43-year-old Father, married, and oh my God. Anyway, uh, so I've just been thinking about that. That's on my mind here as we do this Friday show for you before we go away for the weekend a little bit. Be back Sunday, obviously, with Moose before Championship Sunday. But, I mean, we've been talking about the Nathaniel Hackett stuff and Aaron Rodgers for the last couple of days. And look what we have here. I was pleasantly surprised to wake up. To the news this morning, or yesterday morning now, Thursday morning, that the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett. Think about the process here, where when they fired LaFleur, most of us, and I'm not saying LaFleur was great because I don't think he was at all, but they needed to stay the course, right? How could you decide after two years, the guy was a first-time offensive coordinator, and what are you doing? And who do you think you're going to get that's going to be any better? So this was the initial thought process. Well, they fired LaFleur. What guy worth the salt is going to want to come here? You're going to get somebody who knows it's a lame duck situation with Robert Sala. You're probably not going to get an experienced guy. Nobody wants to come work with Zach Wilson. And then you take it to, oh, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. And on the surface, the guy was an embarrassment. I mean, a lot of coaches got fired after this regular season ended, but none were quite the embarrassment that Nathaniel Hackett was. So I think on the surface, you first see that name and you're going, yeah, of course the Jets are going to hire this buffoon. What does he know? He was a complete, inept, overmatched head coach in Denver. I mean, he should have never gotten hired. Matter of fact, the only reason why he did get hired was because they assumed or hoped that Aaron Rodgers would be coming with him. Wrong. And then obviously it didn't work out. With Russell Wilson, but it was less about the result and to me more about the way that Hackett just looked overmatched. Certain guys you could tell don't belong as the head guy, can't handle the media, don't have any answers. He was overmatched, overwhelmed, overmatched, whatever. So on the surface, you're thinking, oh, God, Daniel Hackett, please, the embarrassment of a head coach, that's who they're going to get. But then you actually think about it where he had success as an offensive coordinator and Even more so than that, because it's really not about Nathaniel Hackett. It's about Aaron Rodgers. This is a clear, we're going after Aaron Rodgers move. As I told you yesterday, they, the Jets, needed to do. When a guy like Rodgers becomes available, as rare as that is, you go get him. You get off your ass and you go get that bleeping quarterback. And that's what the Jets are trying to do here. And all they could do is put their best foot forward. And hiring Hackett does that. And they basically did it immediately. I mean, the news came out, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever it was earlier in the week, that the Packers would only be willing to trade him to an AFC team. Which, to me, that put the antennas up. Wow. 
Okay, that makes the Jets in play, if not front and center in this thing. It's New York. They have a good roster outside of the quarterback spot. Then, and maybe the Jets were thinking many steps ahead with this when they fired LaFleur because that did not make sense at the time. But then they go out there and hire Hackett, and you're only thinking one thing. Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. I feel it. I felt it yesterday. I felt it, you know, during the week after that AFC announcement that they'd only be trading the AFC. I felt like it was a possibility. Then I started to feel like it was a strong possibility. And now with Hackett, I feel like it's happening. I really think that it's going to happen for the Jets now. It doesn't mean that it's going to just because I feel like it's going to happen or maybe others think that it's going to happen. doesn't mean that it will, but you do the math. We don't have any sources, right? Let's use some common sense. Why on earth would Nathaniel Hackett take this job as Jets offensive coordinator if he didn't think Aaron Rodgers would come to the Jets? Why would he ever do that? This is a guy who was getting paid to go away by the Denver Broncos. This is a guy who easily could have said, you know what, I need, let me reset for a year. Let me take a a year off, count my millions or whatever it is that he got from Denver. Let me reset, and then I'll get back in the next go-around. Or, even if he did want to coach, you think he's looking at the Jets saying, well, yeah, I mean, why sit on the beach and collect money when I could go work with Zach Wilson? Of course I'm going to take that job. There's no way that any coach who had just gone through what Nathaniel Hackett went through would put themselves in a position to fail epically the way that the current Jets offense is set up to do. Because I don't care if it's the greatest offensive mind in the world with the quarterback situation the way that it is right now with the Jets, it's not going to work. And I don't believe Hackett would come to the Jets under the idea of, yeah, okay, I'll work with Derek Carr. Or, yeah, yeah, we can make it work with Jimmy Garoppolo, where we just had issues with Russell Wilson last year. Aaron Rodgers was at his best under Nathaniel Hackett. Apparently, they are best buds. Do you really think Hackett would come to the Jets without having some sort of good idea about what quarterback or which quarterback might be coming with him? Come on now. Add that to the Aaron Rodgers-Pat McAfee interview where you can speculate and you can interpret interpret the words that he said any which way you'd like. But read between the lines. He seemed to know, Rodgers seemed to know an awful lot about the Jets and Zach Wilson and Robert Sala and the weapons that they have. And I'm telling you, I get the feel. You know, a lot of times players don't want to come to New York because they're afraid. They're afraid of what New York would do to them in the event they fail. They're scared to fail. They don't want the smoke. They don't want the criticism. Aaron Rodgers does not give a crap. Love him, hate him. He doesn't care what you or I think. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. And that is a gift. That is what you need to succeed in New York. Not to mention that he's a great quarterback and still a top quarterback in the league. I'm telling you, this is this is going to be huge when it happens. It is going to be huge. Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats, who still, he looked pretty darn good midway through this season. He closed out very strong. You know, and he's also a guy, not only did he win a Super Bowl, and he's so good that winning one Super Bowl isn't enough. 
A lot of people look at it like criticism. Oh, how can you only win one Super Bowl? Think about that, though. He's so good that one Super Bowl isn't enough. Nobody said that about Drew Brees. Why is it? Oh, well, Drew Brees only won one Super Bowl. What good is he? He just won one. Aaron Rodgers is that good that you look at him and say, he should have more. That's how good this guy is. Even to this day, that's how good he is. Not to mention the impact that he would have not only on the young offensive players, but everybody. The defense, the coaching staff, Aaron Rodgers, the day he walks into that building, the day he sets foot into the building, he is the man. Not Sala, not Douglas, not Woody. Rodgers is the man. He's got the money. He's got the Super Bowl ring. He's got the MVPs. He is the man. And he has the ability to take what has been I mean, do you want me to use the word embarrassing, pathetic, sad? He has the ability to take what has been a struggling franchise. I'm being nice today. Happy 20th. And make them a legitimate, respected contender in the AFC. Immediate respect for the organization and for the team when he walks into the building. You think the team loved Mike White? Defense loved Mike White? What do you get a hold of Aaron Rodgers? It's, I don't know if my words can do it justice, how significant, how seismic of a change this would be if the Jets could get Aaron Rodgers. This is not Brett Favre coming here the way that it was many years ago with Mangini. This is not the same. It may have felt like it at the time. This is different. Rodgers is better. And the Jets are in a better spot. This is different. And hiring Nathaniel Hackett was the first major piece At least piece of evidence that shows you, you know what? Woody could say what he wants. Sometimes people don't believe him. You know the Jets talk about getting a veteran quarterback. This was, read between the lines. It wasn't, well, we care about Zach and all that. It was about, we know we need a veteran quarterback. We just hired this guy who's best buds with the best one available. We're going to go get Aaron Rodgers. That's what I heard. And the only holdup, would potentially be, because if Woody Johnson is willing to pay the money and the Jets are willing to pay the capital and the draft picks, what's the holdup? Packers willing to trade him to the AFC? No issue. I don't see a problem here. The only, only potential issue would be if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play here. Think about it. Everything is in place. They have a solid defense. They have a a solid offensive line, which obviously they need to rework a little bit and get healthy. They have a stud receiver. They have a stud young running back. They have his best bud as offensive coordinator. Everything is in place. All they need is the quarterback. And I really do believe it's going to happen. And when it does, everything changes. At least in this town. Everything changes. Aaron Rodgers is the man. All that Daniel Jones contract talk, all the oh, the Giants had a nice year, out the window. Aaron Rodgers will be front and center for this upcoming NFL season if, in fact, he does get traded to the Jets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan on this football Friday championship Sunday. Can't believe it. Just three games left in the NFL season. But, of course, front and center, the Jets in their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. We've been talking about it all week. And then yesterday they actually hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, somebody who knows Hackett very well from covering him this failed year in Denver. My good buddy Brandon Crystal, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at BK Denver Sports. He's a sports anchor and reporter in Colorado for KOA Colorado, uh, correspondent for Fox Sports Radio, been in the business a long time. Him and I go way back over those. Crystal, today is my 20 year anniversary since I first set foot in the fan as an intern. And I've known you, you know, what, like three years or so after that. So I've known you a long time as well. Well, happy anniversary, and I, I got to think that if you were walking into the fan in your Jamal Anderson jersey that day, <laughs> you knew that it was going to be life-changing, and two decades later, whether you're on the mighty airwaves of the fan or on Sportsnet New York or anywhere in between, you're still going strong, and uh, maybe next year is the year that the Falcons get it figured out with the Desmond Ritter experiment, and uh, I doubt that. Be, I'll be seeing you at the Super Bowl in Vegas cheering on your Falcons. Yeah, but, right. No, I, mean, I, I doubt, I doubt that. I keep I keep pushing forward for 20 years. The Falcons keep going backwards, those losers. <laughs> All right, anyway, so you covered Nathaniel Hackett this year. Uh, boy, I mean, there's a lot to get into. First and foremost, would you think of Hackett the person that you got to know while you covered the team? Hackett the person is, uh, you know, and I was, I was looking at some of Coach Sala's comments. He said the hire is a home run. Hackett the person is a home run. And there's a great story, if you want to just kind of get to know him a little bit, that Nikki Javala, who worked out here for a long time and is now at the Washington Post, mostly covering the commanders but covering the league, she did a really good piece on Hackett a year ago. So, you know, two Novembers ago when he was getting some buzz about becoming a head coach and about what he learned from his dad and about his personality traits and how he wanted to be uh, or he taught hip-hop dance class and he wanted to be a neurobiologist. And, and he's just a, a really unique fun guy to be around uh but then you know so, so when, when you get to spend time with him you're like is this going to work as a coach can he be we know he's got the good cop part down can he be the bad cop when he needs to and so but just personality wise there's a reason Aaron Rodgers loves him is he he can be the good cop and so whether it's Zach Wilson or, or perhaps likely another quarterback they'll get along with Nathaniel Hackett because he'll be there, the good cop, and, and this will allow Robert Sala to be the bad cop so, uh, when needed. So before we get into Rodgers, obviously there's a lot here that I want to get to. What went wrong in Denver? Was it his relationship with Russell Wilson? Was he overmatched? What exactly was the issue for him as a head coach in Denver? Yeah, I think it was a combination of a few things. You know, if Brett Rippon would have been his quarterback all year, and I don't think they would have won many more games, but a quarterback where he's not looking over there saying, oh, I need to make the – quarterback happy i remember when i was with the team in london and it was a small hotel that we were all staying in and you know we're the radio flagship i see one of the assistant coaches at one in the morning one of the offensive coaches coming back to the room because he's like eight doors down from me say coach do you think that the coach hackett is trying to get russ going a little too much and he's like oh get our best player getting him going early i'm like look that's a coach answer i'm saying at the expense of the offense is he going out of his way to feature russ unintentionally because you, you look go back all the way to the beginning of the year the game in seattle they lost where they had the two red zone fumbles and they were just terrible in the red zone early they were terrible in the red zone most of the year but 15 of the first 18 plays inside the 10 yard line were pass plays you know which the stuff peyton manning might have used to do he checked to pass plays to get his touchdown numbers up but he completed all uh no maybe not all of them but lots and lots and lots of them that's not really been who russell wilson is and so i think that Hackett was going out of his way to get Russ cooking, to get him going, because he just felt obligated and excited that he had Russell Wilson. And then 
you know, the more the season went on, you find that maybe Russ was checking this stuff on his own, uh, or not wanting to call something and calling. I don't say I don't say completely calling something else, but checking out of it to go a different direction. And so Hack was kind of having to deal with managing that with what Russ wanted to do and what he thought he should be able to do. And they abandoned the run a little too early. They go out against a, an undermanned Titans team in Nashville and pass the ball eight of the first nine times. You know, that was after the bye week coming off the win in London over the Jags, but it was stuff like that. And then you look at the game management stuff and the fact that he hired so many coaches that were in the job they had this year for him in Denver for the first time, it was just not a great mix. So I don't know if he's a bad football coach. I think the head football coaching responsibilities may have been a lot for him, but I do know that lots of players that have, that have been around him, and including lots of Broncos players, really like him, the person, and he's been around some good football, a lot of good rushing football specifically. And so can he get that going in New York, especially when Brees Hall gets healthy? I think there's a good possibility. Talk like about, said, we'll get to there in Rogers' part. So Yeah, we'll get to Rogers in a second. Talk about Brandon Crystal at BK Denver Sports on Twitter, sports anger reporter for KOA Colorado. Was Hackett hired by the Broncos to lure Aaron Rodgers there? I don't think specifically because that's a terrible way to approach it. I think that they like the idea that Hackett and Rodgers have such a close relationship. They they weren't exactly sure what direction they would go. The Russell Wilson stuff started to come together shortly after they hired Hackett. You know, if you believe the stories, and I do in the reporting, that John Schneider and George Payton made first contact, if you will, at the Senior Bowl, which is kind of next week. And Hackett got hired exactly a year ago on the 26th of January, uh, was when he, when the, the hire, the hire was announced. Tom Pelissero uh, broke the news on NFL or from NFL Network at five in the morning mountain time. So, uh, I think that that would have been a feather in the cap, but you can't hire a guy and think, Oh, we're going to definitely get Rogers. You got to hire a guy that is going to change what's going on in your building. And there's a reason you moved on from the old coach almost, you know, 99% of the time, except for when a guy retires, right? And so, Dick Fangio was an old-school defensive guy. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, whose dad might have been a little old-school, he's very new-school in his thinking and the way he approaches practice and and, and in incorporating technology and, and all of that in training camp. And so you were hiring a guy that was different from Dick Fangio that everyone likes and had a good plan, and if it could get Aaron Rodgers, great. But they didn't hire him specifically to get Aaron Rodgers because that would have been insane. Because uh, once they don't get him, let's say they don't trade for Russell Wilson, well, then what are they doing at quarterback anyway? Is it bringing back Teddy Bridgewater, signing Jacoby Brissett, making a different trade, getting Sam Darnold, wh- whatever it is? Like, okay, well, now we have this guy that we didn't really want. No, I think he won them in the room. He 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 was really good. I heard Kevin O'Connell was really good. I heard Aaron Glenn was really good. But Hackett in both his interviews blew him away. But then, the job. but then why do you fire him after less than a year? Like, I get it was a disaster. My opinion is, from the outside, I would have never hired him based on some of the stuff that I saw. He was completely overmatched, inept. But if they hired him, not just to bring Aaron Rodgers there, if they hired him because they believed in him, how do you change course on that after whatever it was, 12, 14 games when they fired him? Because George Payton hired him, and the ownership change was going to take place, but you didn't know who was buying the team in January. By the time the ownership change happens in August, you have Russell Wilson in the fold, you're excited about Hackett's personality, then the games start happening, and obviously from the get-go, that opener in Seattle with the 64-yard field goal, and you got Russell Wilson right there in a field, he knows how to come back and win, and you don't give him that chance, at least on fourth and three, try to make a play. Uh, you know, they're just kind of, as the Penner-Walton group and Greg Penner kind of leading the group, as they're going through their checklist of what they want to see from a coach, even though it's their first time owning a sports team, they, you know, go week by week by week, and George Payton is just an employee of theirs, someone whose opinion I think that they trust and, and value. But if George got it wrong, they're not the ones who got it wrong. And so that's why Greg Penner is leading this search, and Condoleezza Rice, who's a, a part of the ownership group, has uh, a big hand, at least in the initial part of these interviews. And, and Greg's wife, Carrie Walton Penner, uh, whose dad, Rob, is the one who wrote the big check there in the meeting, both Rob and Carrie. So I think that that's why it's easy to move on because Greg's like, I didn't hire him. I like him, but things aren't going well. We're stuck with Russ. I don't think he says it like that, right. you know, out loud. So it's like we have to make a change. This isn't working, and to do another year of this would be crazy. So let's see what else is out there. Okay, so now if you're Hackett, and what did he sign with Denver? What kind of like what's he getting paid now? To, the, the, to... the standard like four year, twenty million, you know, give or take whatever. Oh. Four years, eighteen million. Right, and he's that. getting he's getting that money no matter what. Right, and. 
So I'm sure his contract with the Jets, there's probably an unwritten rule in football that you're not signing him for 58 grand, but you're probably not paying him $3 million. You're probably paying him whatever the average coordinator makes, million, million five, and then the Broncos are, are eating the rest of, of the contract and they'll pay it out whether they pay it out annually or all at once, however that works. I'm not an accountant or an agent. Right. So, so my question then is why would – because we're trying to connect the dots to Aaron Rodgers, right? Why would Nathaniel Hackett – Take this job, the Jets' offensive coordinator job, which is probably the worst offensive coordinator job in the league, the way that it stands right now. Why would he t- take when he doesn't need it because he's got the money? He could go sit, retire somewhere, sure. relax somewhere for at least sure. a year. He's got four kids. Yeah. Right. He's got four kids. His, his oldest is just finishing his freshman year. He's a really good soccer player and plays football. And then his other kids all play sports, two boys, two girls. Yeah, he easily could have hung out in Colorado or gone somewhere else if they wanted to move and, and just – seeing what was out there in a year when we know all the right. changes happen again. And yeah. and not to mention that, you know, he's coming off of what he went through and the Jets offensive coordinator position isn't a, a desirable one and that Robert Sala is basically a lame duck. So he's going from just getting fired in Denver to now being in a spot where if they don't make the playoffs, they're all gone yet again. So why would he take that risk when he has no need to whatsoever Unless Aaron Rodgers was coming with them. Well, there, there could be something to that, and it's really fascinating, right? Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur are obviously very close, and if you go back and listen to that Sean McVay, Peter Schrager podcast from two years ago uh, when those guys did the Flying Coach second season podcast, you hear how close Sala and LaFleur really were um, because they did it together. But Mike LaFleur gets fired. I guess Matt's not holding it against them. Does Matt have enough juice with the Packers? And I don't know exactly how that dynamic is between he and, and Brian Gutekunst to say, look, let's get this deal done. Let's get some more draft picks. Let's move on from Aaron. We saw enough from from Jordan Love that, that would get us through the year or whatever it may be. And and let's just you know nip this in the buds. We're not doing this two more years, just like they did the first time around with Brett Farr, where it's like, is he retiring this year? So let him go to a place. If he wants to go there, we know who Robert is. We know he loves Coach Hackett, right? Let's – Let's I mean, how, my, how close? Yeah, how close are they? I mean, do you know how we hear that they're BFFs, and we know that you know Rogers won the MVPs under Hackett, and obviously had success. But are they actually that close? Well, I I, I don't know. I know that uh, they're uh, almost the same age, right? They're just a few years apart, right? And so they they're from the same generation, if you will, and and have the same sensibilities and same references, and and. Both love Star Wars, <laughs> as silly as that really? sounds. Really? Well, so I remember years ago when Rogers was dating Olivia Munn and the new Star Wars came out, or the last Star Wars, and she was wearing like a Star Wars t-shirt in her Instagram post, and he was wearing like a Luke Skywalker cloak. Huh. She's like, one of us has a t-shirt, one of us has the cloak from the movie. <laughs> and and Hackett loves Star Wars uh, and everything about Star Wars, so maybe they connect on that level to some degree too. I, I gotta be honest, the football. I, like I love Star Wars. I don't know about you. I, I love Star Wars. I don't want the head coach of my football team loving Star Wars. I, well, here's the thing: he's not the head coach in this case. He's well, just right, the play caller. That is what and, I'm saying. If so I would have known that at, yeah. going yeah. in, I wouldn't yeah. have hired the guy. Oh, you like Star yeah. Wars? That's great. But you know what? For a head coach, we're looking for somebody a little different. I want head coaches that play Madden and know how to manage timeouts. Yeah, well, because right, you didn't get that. I don't think there are too many of those guys in the league. Not as many as you think. And Like, you I know, want a head I, coach that loves Rambo or Die Hard. Well, you know I what I mean? It, but the reason, or Gladiator. The reason is, is honestly, no, but when you think about it, how many coaches mismanage timeouts? Because And it's like, have you never played Madden? Because you know you got to take them before the two-minute warning. It's getting better, but in general, you still don't have enough coaches that that know to do that. And I remember Hackett was actually asked, hey, do you play Madden? He's like, not as much anymore as I used to. So at least he's of the Madden generation. <laughs> but re- regardless, uh, right. I-, I will say this. Look, he wants to run the football. I remember sitting with him because we were on the same flight back from the combine. And this is, I guess, right as the Russell Wilson thing was maybe coming together, but certainly very few people knew about it. And we were talking about just his philosophy and his time at Syracuse. I was like, man, that's pretty crazy. You know, you had Floyd Little, who obviously is a Broncos Hall of Famer, and Ernie Davis, and, and of course, the great Jim Brown. He goes, oh, yeah, we beat all their records. He's like, we run the damn football. And so, at his core, he is still cut from that, you know, West Coast offense uh, that he's part of the QB collective with Kyle Shanahan and and the rest of all of these young coaches, uh, and Sean McVay and the like, and they want to run the outside zone. Uh, same thing Michael Fleur wanted to run, uh, or tried to run, and it wasn't always executed, but 
he had Russell Wilson and wanted to get Russ cooking, I think, and, and got away from his own principles. If you look at the, obviously they, they lost the Jets game with Brett Rippon starting this time. Brett Rippon, who had owned the Jets prior based on his trip to the Meadowlands a couple of years ago, the game plan looked a little more normal. And you're like, oh, we'll just do that when Russ gets back next week. Like, just run the ball more. And then they, they were quick to abandon it. And so I think that he was a victim of his own, you know, kind of a, a prisoner in his own mind. He was like, God, you do have Russ. Like, let's get him going. Let's, and then whatever Russ was changing to. So with the, with the running backs they have, if Brees Hall gets back healthy and Carter, whether Aaron Rodgers is there or not, they are going to try to run the ball as effectively. And if you go back and watch some of the Broncos, really any game, but especially early in the year, there are guys running wide open. People get open in this offense, and we see it in San Francisco. We've seen it in Green Bay. And so if Aaron Rodgers is there, that makes it obviously much more exciting. But regardless of who's a quarterback, he, Nathaniel Hackett can scheme up some really good plays. It's can he have that consistency in his play calling, and we won't know that until September. How do you think it shakes out here ultimately? You think the Jets, well, just tell me what you think the Jets are going to do at quarterback. And I guess maybe to further it with one more question, let's say it's not Aaron Rodgers. Let's say it's Derek Carr. Will he work in, or, or which other quarterback, Carr, Garoppolo, will they work in Hackett's system? I, I think so. Well, and the reason you know Garoppolo will is because he's worked in right. it with Kyle Shanahan, and it's going to be. As, as close as he can try to, to mirror that. It's funny because Hackett doesn't have any direct ties to that offense beyond his time now with LaFleur, other than it's all evolved out of out of Bill Walsh's original offense. But Hackett has kind of gone out of his way to really become a part of it and wanted to be on LaFleur's staff after getting let go in Jacksonville because he wanted to run the stuff that Kyle runs. And, you know, that's what everyone's kind of based in. Sean McVay's changed it a little. So, I think that if I'm the Jets, I do all I can to get Aaron Rodgers. To me, it's worth two number ones, right? The Jets missed on Zach Wilson, the best way to cover up that miss. Because, right, the Broncos missed on Paxton Lynch a few years ago, and people don't beat him up as much as they probably should on missing on a first-round quarterback. Now, that was right after they won the Super Bowl, and they kind of rushed to the pick. But missing on Zach Wilson at number two is going to sting unless you trade for Aaron Rodgers, and he comes in for, you would hope, at least two years, not just one year. And I think he – it's funny because everyone talks about the New York media – I'm guessing Aaron Rodgers would pay attention to what he wants to pay attention to. But at the end of the day, if he's playing well, there's nothing better than winning in New York. We right. certainly know that. And to do it for a year or two, he may like the confrontation with new guys. With you know, And let's, let's be fair. And I'm not trying to pick on the media. that like They're not in there attacking you all the time. You have columnists that are going to write what they're going to say. You have, obviously, talk shows not just on the fan, but all around the tri-state area. Like, it's going to be out. There are talk shows outside of the fan? What, are you kidding me? What do we we lost him? Must you know what? Cut him. There are no talk shows outside of the fan. What are you talking about? This is the only place for sports talk. The only place. But no, I know what you're saying, and I do think that, or I know what he was saying. He's not there anymore, so um, I know what he's saying about Rodgers and handling the media. Where I do think I was telling you earlier, I do feel like Rodgers will handle it well, and I don't think the media is going to be looking to rip Rodgers, nor does he care. He'll answer things honestly, he'll be straightforward, and then they're going to have to deal with it. So I, we lost you there, Brett. You, hey, look, there are yeah. no sports talk stations outside of this one. What, are you kidding me? In New York, no, this I, is the only one no, that matters. Guess, right, and and on Twitter, th- look, Aaron Rodgers isn't Kevin Durant. He's not that engaged on social media. Right? Right. He's doing what he's doing. He's going to talk to Pat McAfee. He's going to see the clips he wants to see. You're going to tell people to relax and they need to relax. But he may look at, after spending the last two decades basically in obscurity during the football season, which has its pluses and minuses, like now if he wants to on a Monday or a Tuesday night, you probably find a quiet little spot in the village to go have dinner, right? You can't do that in Green Bay when you're Aaron Rodgers, you know, unless you probably run out the whole place. And so he may welcome the opportunity if that ends up being a deal that can get done and they can make the money work and make the trade work. And I think it would be – Huge for the Jets to maybe save Salah's career. And, the you know, you asked why Hackett wanted to jump back in, to, to go back to that real quickly. He wants to reestablish his good name, if you will, right? Right. He, he's a guy that's well thought of. And right. Given the opportunity. And he thinks this so, is a spot to do that? Well, he's, I, I think it's, it's like it can't get any worse. I still have all this money coming to me. I'll continue to keep coaching if I want to keep coaching. But if I can get the Jets going, then I'm a guy, oh, I couldn't get Russ going because Russ, it just wasn't working. But look. One, I got Aaron Rodgers to come here, possibly. Or two, without Aaron Rodgers, with Derek Carr or whomever, 
and these young running backs, look at what we're doing. And we're, cause the Jets were six and three, right? They didn't start out the year three and six. There's right. some pieces there. And I certainly like some of the pieces on the defense. So if they can make a couple of, of good offseason moves, or even if the, you know, they lose some draft picks to acquire Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will cover up a lot of blemishes. Uh, but I think he'll be re-energized too. And so, you know, he didn't have much to say about, Matt LaFleur's hiring, and I think they've gotten along well enough, but we know he likes Hackett, and Hackett likes him, so he'll probably have even more influence, but in a positive way, because he'll just be like, yeah, let's just run these plays, because it got me two MVPs. Yeah, and I just get the feel that it's going to happen. All the pieces are now in place with Hackett, his buddy being the offensive coordinator. You know, you look at, if it's the AFC teams, I think the Jets are the best spot if Rodgers wants to win, or you look at the roster and where they could go, so... Uh, I, I hope it works out. All right, dude. Thanks, Brandon. We appreciate uh, appreciate the insight. Always good to catch up with you. Likewise. Happy anniversary, and uh, let's go Mets, I guess. Thanks, huh? buddy. Yeah, Dodged let's go Mets. Dodged a bullet on Carlos Correa. Dodged a bullet on Correa. Well, so. before even we get into the Mets, I want the Rangers to take down the Avs this time. Well, the Avs lost to the lowly Ducks tonight, and Gordon Bombay wasn't even coaching. So. <laughs> Rangers, Avs in the finals. Maybe I'll make a trip out there, and we can go check hey, out a game together. I got a, I got a, I got a guest room for you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. See ya. Brandon Crystal, sports anchor and reporter for at KOA. Well, that's a Twitter handle. For KOA Colorado, which is the home of the Broncos. The Twitter handle is at KOA Colorado. His Twitter handle, at BK Denver Sports. Always fun catching up with him. The thing that I learned there, and I guess I should have known this anyway, but as a head coach, uh, you know, this year was a total disaster with Nathaniel Hackett, and it wasn't any semblance of the offense, apparently, that he normally runs. But do the math, right? With Matt LaFleur and Green Bay, they run that offense similar to what Mike LaFleur was trying to run with the Jets, which is Kyle Shanahan's offense. So it's not like it's a totally different offense, but what you're getting is somebody who's better at running it because he's a more experienced, more successful offensive coordinator. So the Jets clearly upgraded at offensive coordinator, but it means absolutely nothing if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come with them. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. No better place to wager on the football title tilt than Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no place better to wager than Superbook Sports. Win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. We will have Superbook's Taylor, uh, Taylor Mathis coming on at 3 a.m. with the hottest picks in the game. So stay tuned for that right now. Let's get some of your calls in. Aaron Rodgers, of course, the topic. Anthony's calling from Tom's River. What's up, Anthony? Hey, how are you? How are you? Hey, doing pretty good, man. Just driving back from uh, my DJ gig from uh, Morristown right now. <laughs> um, what kind of music you play? Radio and I uh, heard you talking about, uh, you know, potential Aaron Rodgers coming through. And I just wanted to ask you uh, straight up, man, does this not give you, like, you know, those uh, those deja vu, vu kind of vibes of, uh, of Brett Favre? And that same exact flow that, you know, I, I understand it's Aaron Rodgers, and I, I get it, they're two different human beings, and, you know, completely, completely, um, I, I do agree that Rodgers is, you know, is the GOAT, man, but is this not, is this not, uh, you know, very scary? Like, to me, like, I feel like if that goes that way, I just feel like it's, you know, it, it's a pile we've stepped in already. Well, I mean, it was exciting, though, when they acquired Brett Favre. And the franchise is in a different spot right now than they were at that particular time. Yes, there are similarities, right? But Favre getting hurt ruined that season, and then basically that was the end. Now, you better hope that obviously nobody gets hurt, let alone Aaron Rodgers. But if they could get him, 
I don't look at it and say, well, it didn't work out the way that we'd hoped with Brett Favre. No, anytime you have a chance to go get a guy like that, you go get him. So I'm all in on Aaron Rodgers, regardless of what happened with Brett Favre, which while there are similarities, it has nothing to do with the results that may happen with Aaron Rodgers. Very well said. I mean, also, um, do you not think it's not um, like a great idea to maybe pursue somebody like Lamar Jackson? No, first of all, Lamar Jackson is staying in Baltimore. That's number one. Is he actually staying? Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know it definitely, but they, they, the Ravens came out and said he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, take that what you will. But if you're asking me who do I want right now for the next two years to get the Jets to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Right on, right on. Well, I mean, you're worried about... So think about this, Anthony, and thank you for the call. Uh, If if I wanted to follow up and ask him what music he played, he didn't hear me the first time I asked him. Think about this. You're worried about Brett Favre last time he... When the Jets went out and got him, when he got hurt. But you're not worried about Lamar Jackson being hurt? The last two years he's been hurt at the end of the season. This is a no-brainer. You know, Fleegs brought up the good comparison where the Bucs did it with Brady. They won a Super Bowl. Brady, at the end of his Patriots tenure, he did not look great. It's Obviously, it wasn't his fault as he went out there and won the Super Bowl. It was a lot to do with New England, the way they were built. And we knew that, but still, it wasn't like Tom Brady was playing at the peak of his game. He went to Tampa Bay, and it all, it all worked out. You don't think that could happen with Aaron Rodgers? The Jets might be a better situation for him than Green Bay has been the last several years. Got news for you. Jets won't be wasting a a first-round pick on a backup quarterback. I mean, come on. And if, uh, by the way, if they did, it wouldn't be the worst thing, you know, considering where Rodgers is at in his career now. But the Packers were wasting picks on Jordan Love when you're trying to win Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers. What are you doing? And I loved Brandon's point before. Brandon Crystal, we just had on to give some insight from Nathaniel Hackett. I love this point about how people look at New York as, oh, how's he going to deal with the media? As opposed to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, when he goes out in those parts, he's the guy. Big fish, small pond. Here, big fish, big pond. Yeah, you'll get recognized, but you blend right in, dude. It's New York. There's stars everywhere. I think he'll like it here. Bob is calling from Bayside. Good morning, Bob. Yes, Al, before I get to my Rogers point, you know, you and I go back and forth occasionally with contentious calls. I, I want to give you my sincere congratulations on your 20 years. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate yeah. that very much. And I just want to say that... It is a good milestone. Oh, well, I mean, I hope 20 years, for goodness sake. <laughs> I, 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 I want you to know that, like, contentious, I guess, but it's, it's all in fun. We're talking sports. It's nothing personal. I love when I you call, or Brett, when you guys call and challenge me. To me, that's fun. That's what makes sports talk radio go around. Well, Brett's, uh, Brett from Long Island is a little over the type predicting. I agree. Thank you, 40, Bob. 48 to 10, he predicted. Yeah, he's insane <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That's Come on, he's nuts. That's obviously insane, obviously. You know, then, Bob, you got to bring sanity to the conversation. What did you predict, 35-13? No, no, I, oh. I predicted a close game. Okay. By the way, on another call, I'll get back to the Giants, but I do want to make the Rodgers point. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers will coldly and analytically look at the situation, and because that's how he is as an individual, and say to himself one thing, and this is the only thing that matters to him, which conference, which division – do I have a chance of going further in? And he will look at, you always say, the AFC is totally loaded. And he will say, I have a better chance of winning the, the NFC North than I do of surpassing Buffalo and winning the uh, AFC East. Right, but it's not, that's not his choice. If the Packers want to trade him, then that's not his choice. Well, so, I don't, no, I don't. Who the Packers? It's the Packers, not, you think the Packers are ready to go to Jordan Love? Yeah, I mean, they got to be. It's it's do or die now. Thanks for the call, Bob, as always, and for the kind words. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, this is Love's fourth year. They got to make that decision. Or are they going to uh, have Rodgers continue to toil around and, oh, yeah, keep him for another couple of years here? Like, at some point, you got to, you know what, or get off the pot. Time to make that decision. Todd is calling from Newark. What's up, Todd? How you doing, Sal? First time, long time. Thanks for calling, Todd. What's on your mind? 
Well, this thing with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I'm a diehard Dolphins fan <clears throat> for years. And, you know, the Jets really all they do need is a quarterback. Right. And as far as far as we go, I can't see Tua playing another year because one more concussion, I think he's done. So... Well, that's that's something that you know Miami's come out and said that they want to make Tua, they, or you know, Tua's still going to be their guy. But if you have issues or questions about Tua's health, which I certainly would, then they, you know, this is not exclusive to the Jets. If you are a team that needs a quarterback in the AFC, you do whatever it takes to go get him. I'm not sure Miami's going to be willing to do that because they love Tua. The Jets obviously have a need. That's why it's front and center with the Jets. But, yeah, right. I mean, if you doubt Tua, they you, you don't think Aaron Rodgers could help the Dolphins win a Super Bowl? Of course he could. Oh, yeah. I would love to have him. Right, Let but you got you, Tua. Yeah, we got Tua. You know, mm. if he goes down, you know. Well, then you got what? Who, who's, the, who's the backup quarterback? Skylar Thompson? No, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind having the other guys that are available too. Garoppolo and um, Carr. Yeah, you I don't. I don't saying? think Miami's going to do it though. And thank you for the call. You know, Miami came out and said that they think two is going to be okay. Takes them out of the mix. That would have been a team to me that would have felt at least like a real threat. You know, Miami. Everybody wants to go there and live there and play there. Obviously, the Dolphins' offense is loaded up. Mike McDaniel, you know, similar offense. Weapons everywhere. That would have been a a very appealing spot for Aaron Rodgers, I would think. But if they're sticking with Tua, that's their guy. We welcome in Marco Belletti to the show. Marco, 20 years for me today. What do you think? Congratulations. Thanks. 20 years since the day I set foot in Astoria as an intern. It's impressive. It's a long road. You're telling me? (laughs) You're telling me? (laughs) I'm aware. No, it's a good. That that's impressive though. Twenty years. Well, it's just a. It's not even like I'm like, hey, pat myself on the back. It's just like when you do something every day. Like twenty years is a big number. You spend more of your life here than you have anywhere else. I mean, think about it. That's basically half of your life. Correct. I was doing this. I was thinking about that actually doing the math. I'm 43. But, you know, it's not like I was working, uh, you know, uh, prior to being, what, 15 or whatever it may be. So, Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, when you look at it that way. That's half your life. Basically half my life I have. Uh, well, look, I mean, again, I left at times, a couple of different times here, but been in uh, the business. Again, yeah. yeah but And also, I mean, minus a few little stops. Right. With those four letters. By your name, which was something that I'm sure you and I were looking at and listening to for a long time before you walked in 20 years well, ago, well, too. So that's that's the part that gets me, and I do think it's important to take a time out, and that's why I've been reflective this week, knowing that this was coming. And when you think of the, you know, it, it, oh, 10 years, 13 years, whatever, but 20 hits a little different. And when you start to get reflective of the journey. And then thinking back, like, I was literally a listener and a caller, mm-hmm. and now I've put 20 years in, and I'm doing this, like... And you went through every step, too. That's the part that people, I don't know, you go intern to... Cut you tape, know, t- cut board tape. Op, produce. You did it all. I know. There was nothing at the radio station I did not do. TV a little different, because which feels weird, because I never did behind the scenes there. I worked my... Everything I've learned... You don't learn it at school. You learn it here, right. whatever whatever little that may be. <laughs> but everything that you learn, you learn here. What do you got, Fleece? Oh, Fleece saying something he can't say on the air? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That is true. Yeah. We'll yeah saying. But, yeah, I mean, think about I And I love that. I love that I interned and cut tape and board op and worked my way up. Mm-hmm. And even Not that that's the path for everybody, to your point. Like some of those No, that's most people, though, here, though, that stuck around for a long time kind of went Used through. Used to be. Yeah. You didn't, did you intern here? I did not. Right. I, I, I took a different road than most people, I think, here. I started, The only first thing I did was on air. I've never touched that board. Really? Yeah, the last board I rang was off carts at a 1,000-watt radio station. Right. So in I had to run the carts. It's like a, a lifetime ago. 20 yeah, it years wasn't ago. That long ago, yeah. But that's what I mean. It feels like for no, cards and cutting, literally yeah. cutting tape. I didn't do that. It was I've been digital. here 11 years. All we've had since I've been here is digital. So, so you never even experienced cards? Not here, or, no. 
I used to see the reel-to-reel tape cutting machines, but I never got my hands on them. I had to use it back in the day, but not for very much. Imagine that, it was like, the backup. Splicing tape. I mean, we used to, yeah, we did high school stuff where we would do like the backup off the the cassette was the uh, that was that was primary number one was the cassette. Backup was the reel-to-reel. Imagine trying to get today's generation to actually cut tape like that. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you can't even get him to do it digitally now. Jeez, the, the the tape recording off the computer and that, and then the backup. If we got into the reel to reel, I was like, look, man, the game's lost. Like, yeah, I'm not dealing right, with this. It. Oh man, but it's it, it's cool to think back. Like we were fans of the yeah. fan, like everybody else. And my dream, it was never like, oh, I want to be a host. Like obviously, that's what I wanted to be, but it was never thought out. It was just I wanted to be a part of the station. Listening to Mike and Chris, listening to Summers or Beningo, whatever it may be, and I wanted to yeah. be a part. You know, they used to talk, have so much fun on the air. It was, Honestly, it was getting in the building. That getting the in the building. That's all I cared building. about. That was the big thing. Matter of fact, before I interned at the Fan, I interned at this show called Crossing Over with John Edward. Do you remember that? He's like I, the I uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like the psychic that talks yeah. to dead people. Blah blah blah. So that was in the same building in Astoria. It was like on the third floor okay. or something. And I remember when I used to intern there, that was my first internship out of the broadcasting school that I went to. And they knew that I loved the fan. And they would let me go downstairs and get the mail. Because like sometimes mail will get mixed up. Fan mail went up to the third level, whatever. So like, hey, this goes to WFN. You want to go bring it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. What are you kidding? <laughs> and I like remember seeing Chris Carlin in the lobby. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's Chris Carlin. And I would go knock on the door and see it and drop off the mail. And I was like, wow. And then months later, I got the internship, and then the rest was history. But those were little things like, God, even just to be in that building. And I swear to you, I remember saying this verbatim to people who would listen. I don't care if I have to lick the dirt off of Frances's shoes. <laughs> I want in the building. That's all I cared about. Now, I didn't you have to. Like that? Yeah, no, yeah, right. I was going to say, Mike I, probably took you yeah, up on that at I some did. point. <laughs> Yeah, these could use a little shine. I didn't, in fact, have to actually lick the dirt off his shoes. I mean, obviously, a lot of other stuff went out, but... You didn't make you get your shine box? Yeah, no, no. But if he did, I would have. Anyway, it's fun to think back uh, to the journey where it all began. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 